When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast, just in episode 245. I'm your host, Greg. I am here tonight with Ryan and Tyler, who apparently still exists. Uh, we have Red Wings of Hockey. It's I'm watching it right now on my television, and the Blackhawks had like six shots in four and a half minutes, and we're down one nothing. but we literally only have three NHL players right now playing. But hockey's back. How are you guys Yay. doing tonight? I'm good. There is hockey, and it's going to be one of those nights where... Joey, come on. Where, like I was getting ready to just say, there's going to be a play happening while I talk and I get completely distracted. But uh, yeah, no. Nice to have all of us here for a change. Tyler, you're proving the doubters wrong. And there's a lot of them, Tyler. How are you? <laughs> I don't care about the doubters. Fuck them haters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, there's actually hockey to talk about, which is a great thing. I am going to be doing one less podcast now, which I'll talk about after um so i will be a lot they more fire you no they did not fire me they're just discontinuing the podcast because the creator of the podcast is is moving on to become the athletic director at his school so he's just not, not gonna have free nights anymore that's a um, fair reason so yeah <laughs> and he's like it's a lot to just make you do do the podcast on your own so he goes i'm just gonna discontinue it and you you can guest on all the other shows if you want to so that's what i'm doing uh so i'll be around a lot more like this show no, I'll be around a lot more. Um, actually coming to town next Thursday, Ryan. So uh, I'll be bothering you for about four or five days. So, uh, yeah. What we have to talk about tonight is Red Wings hockey. Like we said, we are uh, on game five of the preseason right now uh, with a record of three wins and one loss. The only loss coming at Washington and I got to say, guys, it's some of it's not been pretty, but there have been some some key standouts. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about kind of some of the players who have been the standouts, who have improved as the preseason's gone on, have gotten really good looks. There are some storylines coming out of the preseason so far, and we do have a mailbag. So what I kind of want to start off with is just getting your guys's overview, not overview, just your feelings so far on preseason, because I think the depth is evident. I'm liking what I'm seeing, but I kind of want to get your view on what you think so far of the team as a whole's performance. I know it might be a little hard because of the random lineups, but just how how it's working out. I mean, thus far, it's 
kind of difficult to find a lot to be upset about. Um, I think my number one, like standout stud, if you will, has been Nate Danielson. It's probably hard to even argue that point. If you're really anyone that's been watching this, the team play so far, but outside of that, there hasn't been really like any moments of what are you doing outside? Like guys getting comfortable with each other. And as a whole, I think it's been, there's been good compete. You can tell that they're they're starting to mesh and get comfortable with each other, even though it has been kind of a smorgasbord of of a roster night to night. Because they only they've only cut what like five or six guys. In yeah, we so have far. not had like any other cut since the initial two, and the Red Wings have not waived anyone either because teams have been doing waivers for the past few days. Yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult. But I now now granted that don't they have what like four days straight of hockey. Coming up. Yeah, we play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Yeah, so four four games. So five Tuesday days. is today. We play tomorrow and Thursday and then Saturday. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why we likely haven't seen those cuts because you don't want to destroy these guys, obviously. Now it's gonna be interesting to see maybe after tonight if anything happens, because then you got a back to back and then a day off and then go into something. So maybe going in after this next back to back, we could see some movement, but I don't it's again a second year in a row where I don't envy the management. I don't envy the coaching staff when it comes to making decisions because Edmondson seems like he's gotten more comfortable out there, especially when it comes to his physicality. He's looked good. There's been a few times where he's been kind of maybe, I don't want to use the word lackadaisical, but he's just been kind of there. And, and from what I've seen, but as a whole, him got another guy that, could be on a bubble. Danielson, Casper's looked good. The guys that you're hoping would look good have looked good. And that's our youth players that hopefully are knocking on the door. So uh, it's been fun. Other than they're losing right now in Chicago. Fuck them. I think you'll probably see some cuts on Friday. Like you said, we need all the players we can get for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You'll probably see cuts Friday and then Saturday might be close to final roster. But Tyler, what do you think so far? Yeah, I agree with you. 90% of the time when there's the last game uh, for for the preseason, it's usually best on best, you know, on the, with the with the outside of maybe like someone working through something or like a minor injury or maybe one of the stars just doesn't play or whatever. But yeah, I think come Saturday, it'll be pretty much the final roster outside of maybe one or two guys on the bubble, like an Edvinson or a Danielson is as you kind of spoke to. Yeah, so far, I mean, three wins, four games, about to be five games in this game against Chicago right now. I like the way they played. I mean, obviously, they've played with a lot of different players, and so it's hard to to gauge what the lines are going to be and that kind of thing. But I feel like you're starting to see it take a little bit more shape. Um, interested to see what, what the goalie situation is going to be. Uh, because you do have a situation between Reimer and Lyon and who is going to be that backup and who is going to get waived. And now you have the Tampa Bay Lightning who have Andre Vasilevsky going down for two months, getting that back surgery. So is that going to be a situation where if you if you wave Alex Lyon, he's probably getting claimed by Tampa, as you saw what he did with Florida last year. So I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I won't say that it's been perfect. That Washington game on the road was not perfect whatsoever. And tonight, I mean, albeit with a kind of a, a double A kind of lineup, um, 
hasn't looked great either, but we'll see what happens. Only one nothing Chicago. Like you said, Ryan and Tyler, there have been some standouts. Uh, the goalie situation is an interesting one for me because you also have Hutchinson, who's in on a PTO, who has actually also looked really good. So if the Red Wings don't sign Hutchinson to something, he could, I mean, Tampa would be dumb probably not to pick him up. Now, again, if you wave Lyon, they're probably going to pick up Lyon. If you wave Reimer, they're going to pick up Reimer. The other option is carrying three goalies. You could just do that. But it's it's going to, I mean, you didn't expect Vasilevsky to go down and to put yourself into this situation. But it's a situation, nonetheless, that's going to have to be worked out. Uh, the other thing, and in, in Ryan, we had spoke about this offline before we hit the record button, is... I think the only player who might possibly be on a hot seat is Jonathan Berggren. And I mean, Berggren through, let's see, he has, I don't think he has any points so far. Oh no, he's got two. He's got two assists in three games, but it's been a lot of defensive issues. Uh, the passing's still there. He hasn't scored, but it seems like every time you see him on the ice, it's a, a pretty bad turnover. And I mean, right now, I think I had him slated on the third line, but he is still waiver exempt and could go back to Grand Rapids without having to pass waivers. Yeah, him and Villano, to me, have had a little bit to be desired. Berggren more so than anything else. I mean, Villano, we know that he's not. The expectations, I think, have completely fallen off in terms of just be sound defensively and don't screw up offensively and we'll be okay. Like tonight, he already had a couple of huge opportunities right in front. And now I'm starting to think he is the reincarnation of Darren Helm. But Berggren, he's been kind no, of Con- there. Connor Bedard is the reincarnation of Darren Helm. <laughs> but that would, that'll piss off some Chicago Blackhawks fans. Yeah, whatever. But Berggren, to me, I think, yes, it's, it's preseason. But you look at a couple other guys that we've talked about, there's been a little more of an aggression factor, if you will, behind them. Like they, whether or not they make the roster, it is what it is. But Berggren, I think we thought was maybe a lock, and I wonder if maybe he did too because I don't, I haven't been as wow factor with him as others, and it's kind of disappointing, frustrating, probably an overreaction. Uh, take it which way you want. I mean, do I think he still makes the roster? Sure, but I want maybe a little bit more out of it over these final couple preseason games. But that that's just me and having a higher expectation, I think, for him. A lot of us had penciled him in like, man, we wish there was room in the top six for him because that's how he's been playing. And the past couple games, he's he struggled quite a bit just out there looking uncomfortable, uh, not getting into open space when he does. He just gets out muscled and gets the puck stripped away from him. So uh, the guy that I think people are putting up against Berggren, and we got a lot of this in the mailbag, is Nate Danielson. And I think Nate Danielson has done more than you probably could have asked out of a a kid who was just drafted in three games, has a goal and two assists. He's now playing, what's this, his third preseason game in a row right now. Danielson's played three games so far. The only other players that have played three games are Edvinson, Berggren, Soderblom, and Casper. Uh, Elmer Soderblom has also looked pretty good, too. He's just got the defensive issues like normal. But Danielson is showing... really go as far as saying the defensive issues. Like, it's just been... I don't think he... There hasn't been an opportunity for The issue for is the defense you know, isn't there. And the yeah. the physicality is not there. Now, that could change, but it's just right, not right there right now. Nate Danielson, however, has been amazing defensively. 
He's stripping Connor Bedard. He's in there making moves, making him look like an NHL vet. Now, there's a little polish that still needs to happen, but it looks like right now he could play top six minutes and wouldn't miss a beat. Would I probably start him on wing for a season like they did with Dylan Larkin? Yeah, I mean, that make him get a little more comfortable. Well, he can be defensive. He wouldn't have to be fully relied on for his defensive ability. But he's I mean, again, it's looking like Eiserman knew exactly what he was doing when he picked him. It's just going to be yeah. really hard. I really fight with uh, the Michael Rasmussen style situation with Nate Danielson and don't really know what to do with him. But I think we'll get to that in the mailbag. But right now, he's one of my standouts, along with Simon Edmondson and Marco Casper just out there beating people up. Yeah, again, a fight with Mantha, which Mantha went full bitch boy on that one. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty very si- similar situation of where like it wasn't a, there was no dirty play. I mean, he. Casper came in from behind on Mantha and more or less gave him a shove. And he was about a good, what, five feet off, off the boards. And Mantha yep. went shoulder. You could argue probably had his head on the boards a little, little bit. And he, he immediately turned around, got into him, did it one shove. Casper wasn't, was backing off. Mantha dropped the gloves immediately. I thought it was a bitch move, but Casper held his own, gave him a hug and got the fight stopped essentially without doing anything stupid. Thank God. I, I like to see that from Casper, though, not backing down for one, but also being aggressive on guys that are definitely out much larger than him. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think I think Danielson obviously has been the standout. I, I think that he is NHL ready. I know, like, I remember when I first, I thought it in my head and then I saw somebody tweet it and they're like, do you think there's a chance that he could make the NHL roster? And I'm just like, hey, why don't you, know you wait what? for the mailbag? All right, I will wait for the <laughs> mailbag, Ryan. But he's been he's been a standout. And is there a chance he makes it? We'll find out. All right. Two other players. JT Comfer. JT Comfer has been very good. And I mean, that two way game has been on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's had plenty of shots. He scored a goal uh, finally in the last game, I believe it was. But JT Comfer right now in two games has three points, a goal and two assists with a 16.7% shooting percentage. I mean, Comfer has been what you want him to be. You want to see that offense take a step. You want to see that defensive game solidify. And I think he's locked down the two C position. He's been, he's, I don't want to say overperformed, but people were, they were ragging on the contract when it was signed. And so far, and again, it's been two preseason games. It looks like he's picking up where he left off. And, and should be worth the contract that he was signed to, especially where you're going to play him and as much as you're going to play him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I just, I thought when they signed him, he was underrated. He was a huge part of that that uh, Colorado Avalanche team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. And, um, you know, he can play offense. He can obviously play defense. Uh, he can kill penalties. He can do kind of everything. And this is kind of the player that I think the Red Wings were looking for when they signed him. I don't think they they thought that there would be as much offense, but I, maybe, I mean, last year when he had a career year, so he had 17 goals. Oh, no, two years ago he had a career goals a career year with 18 goals, but last year he had 52 points, so that was a career year for him. So they're hoping that, that the, the 17 goals can go maybe to 20, and, you know, the points can go from 52 to maybe 60 or 65. And, you know, I mean, that's a win. That, that's a huge win. I think he's going to be one of those guys that we're going to be like, 
wow, we got him and this is all we had to pay for him. I, I really do believe that. I think he's a very underrated player. Yeah, speaking of guys that haven't uh, missed a beat after coming back from in- injury, big Mike Rasmussen. He has looked fantastic out there on the ice. Oh, yeah. He is using that body. He is going at the net. He had a beauty snipe the other night, if I remember right. And yeah, the I moose cannot is hungry. Him. He is. And those eyes are ready to roll. Yeah, he's he's had a monster preseason so far, and it's just it's awesome watching him go out there. And when he's on the ice, it's Michael Rasmussen's ice. He's commanding the zone. He's in the corner, mucking it up with guys to get the puck. He's scoring goals, which has been really awesome to see, too. In two games played, he has three goals and one assist for four points uh, with a 60 percent shooting percentage. And it's been really awesome to just see him go out there and kill it. Mike Rasmussen is one that I think if we pegged him for 20 to 25 goals this season, I don't think we're selling ourselves short there. And that's big offensive production that you're going to need in the secondary. And it's a guy who you can flex into your top six if you need to. He's a guy that can kill. You could actually you could put him on the penalty kill. You could also put him on the power play. I expect him to get a lot of special teams time. And it's like Iserman said, Rasmussen is just developed into an integral part of this team. And I think, again, Lalone has mentioned him by name as being someone he's really impressed with, especially working in the offseason to get over his injury. Um, They also said that his injury was kind of overblown where people are like he shattered his kneecap. Apparently, he didn't shatter his kneecap. He got hit in the right way where his his leg had to be immobilized for a bit to just heal up, but it wasn't like a completely destroyed kneecap. So it's good that the injury wasn't that bad, that it shouldn't affect him long term. But he's in here looking like he's absolutely ready to go. I actually think that in the future, you may see an A on Michael Rasmussen. I agree with you. That That's one of those players, too, that, you know, is he ever going to live up to the ninth overall pick? Maybe not. But th- that doesn't matter at this point. This is a different regime. This is Steve Eisenman's regime. And you know what? He's found a way to make Michael Rasmussen a player that is is useful. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not going to be that ninth overall pick more than likely. And maybe maybe he'll make me eat words and he'll be a 30 goal scorer one day. I don't know. But, you know, if he's not that and he's a guy that can just sit in front of the net and tip some pucks in and, you know, have 15 goals and, you know, 30 assists, then then you're talking about a guy that's on the third line and you know, at times need need be on the second line or or on the first power play unit if if the, if he's not on the second power play unit. I think that Michael Rasmussen is one of those guys that as he gets older is going to continue to get better and better. So in 56 games last season, he had 10 goals and 19 assists for 29 points. So Ryan, realistically, what are your Michael Rasmussen expectations this season? What was it? What was the stat line again? He had 10 goals and 19 assists for 29 points with 43 pins. I mean, I think you're, you're looking for almost a 2020 season, to be honest. And I, I think if you're getting that, you're getting what you'd hope for and then some. That means that he's taking the load off of someone in terms of goal scoring, and it, it's likely coming at five on five. What was his five on five scoring? That's a pull up hockey reference. But I mean, if that's the case, that's huge because we already, I think from what we've seen so far, there's already a bit of an expectation being set in terms of our top guys on the ice, that power play is going to be lethal, but it's not going to include Rasmussen. Now it might never know, but that means that his production and what he's doing is going to be at even strength 
for the sort, whether it's four on four, five on five, and and things of that nature. So can it count on the power play too? Sure. But 28 of his 29 points were on uh were even strength. So there you go. If he keeps doing that, but bumps that up to around 40 points total, I think 45, 50 would be really be pushing it, but amazing. So I, I would like to see a 2020 or 15, 25 season out of him. And I think that's a huge win. All right. I'm going to mention a couple more guys because we're just going to keep rolling on preseason uh, impressions so far. Another guy who, again, could be a huge sleeper going forward is Daniel Sprong. Uh, Like we mentioned, the Sprong bomb initially that we saw in uh, training camp, the Sprong bomb has made a reappearance with two goals and assists for for three points in two games. And he's just out there slinging a man. And it's it's really, really fun to watch sprong just the second the puck gets to him fire it and it's in the net and it's a laser it's very accurate the goalies have no chance and i think he's a guy too that is going to pick up where he left off and provide that depth scoring i I knew we were excited about it before but seeing that thing in action we talked about a little bit even from the um up, up in traverse city he's not messing around if the heat and what I think what impressed me the most about it, though, is that it seems that more often than not, majority of the time it gets through, whether it's a slap shot or a crazy wrister, you can tell. And I think I said this last last time before that his time like with Seattle, because he was with Washington, like teams that especially the Caps, a team with a very good power play. Guys that know how to get the puck on that, yes, I get it, Ovechkin. But you have Carlson at the point, and the way that they move the puck, there were systems in place between those two teams. They were elite at getting pucks on net and putting the puck in the net. Sprong has brought that with him, it seems like, and it's wreaking havoc, and I love it. And he's also just hit the hell out of people. Like every time he's on the ice, you know that he's out there, and he's either hitting you or the puck's getting on net, and he's it's it's causing just a scoring chance. Now, last season, Daniel Sprong in 66 games played, had 21 goals, 25 assists for 46 points. I don't think there should be any issue with him repeating that, if not exceeding it. Though I think that you're looking at a possibly deadly combo if you put Daniel Sprong and Michael Rasmussen on the ice at the same time. If you make Rass your net front and Sprong is consistently getting pucks on net, Rass does a couple of things. He takes away the eyes. And if the goalie makes the save, we've seen Raspy really good down low right in front of the net because he has really good hand-eye coordination. Another guy who eventually will make the team that might be a good combo with Daniel Sprong is Elmer Soderblom, who has the same kind of effect. If you put Soderblom down low with his hands in tight and his ability to block off the vision of the goalie, you've got the big guys now that you pair with the good, accurate shots to get more chances in and chance and pucks on net. But I think that Daniel Sprong is another guy who stood out to a lot of people. And I think that again, that's depth scoring. That's going to come from your bottom six and on special teams with someone like Sprong. And a couple of those guys, maybe not necessarily Elmer, but if you've got Raz and Sprong on your second power play unit, that could be dangerous. Yeah. We always talked about the first unit for the wings uh, has always been the better unit. And, uh, you know, obviously most power play units, have one that's really good and another that can score at times. And I think the wings second power play unit has been like non-existent over the last couple of years. Can they get that going with a guy like Sprong 
with a guy like Rasmussen if he's not going to be on the first one. Um, you know, we talked about maybe Nate Danielson as well. Um, so that that's one thing that I look for for Daniel Sprong. Um, love his shot. Love how physical he is. Um, I think the first preseason game it was, I'm like, who the fuck is this 88 looking like David Posternock out here? Uh, and and it was it was Daniel Sprong. Now, I like Daniel Sprong. He's a good player. Um, he's got the, the follically challenged situation at 26 years old. Looks like he's about 30, but in 66 games, you said he's got, he had 46 points. He can definitely, you know, better that. I would say, could he get 30 goals? Could he get, you know, 25 goals? That's where you look. And then obviously with, he's probably going to be playing with some pretty good players on that third unit, or, or sorry, on that third line. Um, He's going to have more than 25 assists, I would think, if if he can play a full season, which he's had problems with um, going back towards to his days with the Penguins as well. Well, if you've got him out there playing more than 11 minutes and 25 seconds a night, that point total is going up, especially the goals. No doubt. If you look at his even strength stats, he had uh, 32 of his 46 points at even strength. That's 15 of his 21 goals. So he's also a good five-on-five player, which... I mean, Red Wings struggled overall with offense, but if you can get those guys that can also score at even strength and bump those numbers up, especially in depth, and if you're rolling him third line and you can get him 15, 13 to 15 minutes a night, I think uh, the way that Newsy kind of distributes time is is pretty good among the second through fourth line. And now with the depth, it's going to be even more so distributed between those lines that Sprong's going to have more opportunity to score but I think he's also going to have better talent around him that when that puck gets on net, there's a there's a better chance of it going in. Um, so what we're going to do is, is there anyone else you guys want to talk about before we do a quick commercial break and move into questions? Because we have a boatload tonight. No. Yeah. No, actually. Who? Who? Tyler? I, think Lucas, I think Lucas Raymond does look very good out there. I think he's looked fast. I think he's looked a little bit more physical. Um, the playmaking ability is still there, um, and and he looks heavier. He really does. He's going going into the corner. He's hitting guys, um, going to the dirty areas. I think it helps when he's playing with a guy like DeBrinket. He doesn't have to be the guy to score. He he can be the facilitator to a guy like DeBrinket. So I've liked everything I've seen from Raymond. I've liked everything I've seen from Larkin. But I think that goes without being said. All right, you're right about Raymond, and now I, we just have to talk about it because you mentioned it. The Alex DeBrinket Dylan Larkin connection is unreal Sorry, is, a, unreal. is unreal. a sight to behold and it's going to be constantly us to it now it has not been larkin to debrinket it's been debrinket to larkin which again proves eiserman's point of debrinket the facilitator he can do it and larkin can bury it but i think they're like they're going to go back and forth all season and it's gonna be really fun to watch because they're very you can tell how happy they are that that debrinket is on the team that and how happy larkin is that debrinket's on the team that they once Larkin scores or once they set each other up, it's just they're they're the smiles tell you the whole thing. And it's just been beautiful to watch. No, the, the chemistry is already off the charts between those two. And we, we saw the flashes of it even at in Traverse City. Particularly what I'm obsessing over right now is how they've looked together on the power play. And one of the things that we talked about going into this year is the power play, if it improves. It's going to give this team a fighting chance in winning games that maybe they didn't win before, but also trying to knock it into that door, knocking that door down and get in the playoffs. So if this is where you're going to see that added production come in, that's going to push Larkin well past a point per game player. 
get Debrinket back on Blackhawks form, huge. Overall, so far, you've got Alex Debrinket with four points, Michael Rasmussen with four, Danielson with three, Sprong with three, Larkin with three, Comfort with three, and Robbie Fabry, who also had a really good game the other night with three points. He got hurt. He should be back this week. I don't have back high tomorrow, hopes. So the day that this comes out. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for the health of Robbie Fabry this season, which will make hey, it wasn't his for knee. a rookie. No, it was his shoulder. It was I don't upper know what body. It was. All I heard was upper body. I haven't seen anything since. Yeah, I, I was. I'm assuming it was shoulder. But yeah, Robbie Fabry again. Every time he leaves the ice, you 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 wince and cross your fingers. So I don't have high hopes, which I mean, it'll give a rookie a shot, but it kind of sucks for Robbie Fabry. It does because he's a guy that in his time out there so far, he has been effective. skating great. And he really is, every effective. time he's out there, he's making something happen. Yeah. So cross your fingers, cross your toes, knock on all the wood in your house that Robbie Fabry can play more than 40 games this season. And I think we'll be OK. But what we're going to do really quick before we jump into a mailbag is we're going to take a quick commercial break. The message from DraftKings and then maybe something YouTube inserts. Someone complained to me or complained on the thing like, why does this show have so many commercials? I'm sorry, guys. I like to make money. So we let YouTube sprinkle some commercials in. And normally it's mid-roll stuff. Ooh. And then we only have DraftKings right now. And I'm working on setting a spot in the middle where YouTube will play an ad right after the DraftKings ad. That way you get both of them out of the way at once. So we're going to do a word from our we're going to be a word from DraftKings and then probably a YouTube ad. So we'll be back in just a minute after the commercials are over. So just sit tight and we'll be right back. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Foyden, Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back and we have a mailbag and it's a lot of mail, but shut the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> like, come on. I love that, a good that one. You, you think about it. Every, no, it was a very good one. I was going to say anything, but you had no, to but look you at laughed. me when you did it. You laughed not, at me. I'm, I'm in your head. I'm in your head. It's not in my head. I can see you laugh. It's a physical reaction that you have. You didn't have to look at me there. Oh, my God. All right. Well, everyone can watch. Lie. Yeah. Ryan on YouTube. Uh, laugh at me whenever I say and we're back. You know what? I'm not going to say and we're back anymore. I'm just going to go into the next segment. I'm going to do what Brian Fisher does and say, like, segment two or whatever. And then I don't have to say that with any kind of enthusiasm. So you won't laugh at me. But again, we're on YouTube. So go sub to our YouTube and watch Ryan laugh at me and me break down and cry because Ryan laughed at me. But we've got mailbag questions. It's our preseason mailbag. Uh, by the time we record our next episode, 
It will be the ninth, which means that preseason, I believe, will be over. So, yeah, the last game is on the seventh. Uh, it'll be a preseason wrap going into regular season, which we will be at Little Caesars Arena. All three of us. We've got our tickets. We will be there in the house. So if you're going to be there, right, stop by going? and see us. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wait, what happened? How'd you get out of it? Uh, my in-laws moved it up by a week because it worked better with uh, my mother-in-law's work schedule or something. And it freed me up. So, oh, oh no, they were they were able to get a better campsite. That's what it is. So they found a better camp, campsite opened up. So they moved it up a week. So I'll be there. And uh, if you will Sweet. be there, reach I out will. to us on Twitter or wherever uh, our DMs are open. We'd love to say hi to people. Uh, we like drinking with people and meeting people and getting pictures and putting them on social media. So reach out to us and we'll make it happen. But our first question we are going to take is from Bedard Loves Nate Danielson at Mo Cider Fanboy on Twitter. Have you all considered replacing Tyler? And you know what? Thought about it a couple times. I just like putting pictures where Tyler's face is supposed to be. Like, where's Waldo? Or uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Um, but Tyler, I mean, Tyler likes being a guest on our show, right, Tyler? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think you can be replaced on the show that you created uh, all these years ago. I know you guys have, have kept Julius it alive. Caesar would like a word. TVs uh, do it all I, the time. I don't, I don't think I don't think you can be replaced on a show that was created by you. So. Um, Johnny Carson, just saying. Did you just say that they replaced the voice of Rick and Morty? You know, it was the guy who created the show. You got a point. Anyways, I mean, like I said, I it's all three of our podcasts at this point. Um, and again, I am the founder, but this is our, our podcast. And no, they, they're they not going to replace me. I'm good friends with these guys. I stay at Ryan's house when I'm when I'm in town. So they're charging a fee. I don't think they're going to replace me. But anyways, yeah. In the middle of you talking, I should have just hit the boot button and you would have just cut out <laughs> midway. Uh, no, we're not going to replace Tyler yet. So uh, we got our yeah, next question. <laughs> our next question is from Brendan uh, at Ketzel underscore Enon on Twitter. Also on the Discord. And we have a Discord. So you can check that out, too, on our Linktree link. Uh, but after a look at our prospect pool, who do we see as not quite generating into an NHL player and could be moved for better assets? And this is kind of kind of tough to answer at this particular moment. I'm not sure it would be who's not going to generate into an NHL player because a lot of our high end prospects have legitimate NHL talent. I think maybe you're looking at a guy like Jared McIsaac. Or you're looking at a guy, maybe even in uh, Emil Vero, who has not been super impressive. But again, he's only a couple years in. I think you're looking at guys that are going to be NHL talent that we are going to have to move because there's no room. So if you've got to move an Albert Johansson as a defensive prospect, maybe you have to move a not have to. But you could move maybe a William Wallander for a forward if you end up needing a forward. I don't think it's going to be moving out guys who are just like those fringe NHL players because other teams really don't want those. I think it's going to be the guys that have shown promise that you don't really have room for. Yeah, I think Albert Johansson could be one one of the guys, Emil Vero, obviously. But in terms of, of a guy that that... I wouldn't move right now. William Wallander. I love the way he's played. I've watched, I watched, um, I think three out of the four preseason games 
haven't really watched much tonight. But from what I've seen of William Wallander, really good player. Probably wouldn't trade him, obviously. Um, yeah, but that that's that's pretty much the extent at this point um, of the untouchables. Yeah, I think I'm going to flip that in its head a little bit because the end is what is catching me on the question. It could be moved for better assets because if you've got a guy that's in the prospect pool that's not making a buzz, that means you're looking at a Tuomisto or not um, Master Simone, I'm sorry, where they didn't sign him to his entry-level deal. He walked. Now he's in what, Toronto's system? If you're looking at that from that way, I don't really think there, there's probably guys that you could look at the reserve list on cap friendly and be like, okay, yeah, they're probably on the out. But I think if you're going to be moving stuff for better assets, you're going to have to look at these guys that we just mentioned, like a Wallander or Johansson of now you're making a trade for an NHL caliber player, not assets. Because if you're having to look at guys to move in your pool, it's either picks that are going to go out, which I don't think Eisenman's ready to do that. No more top prospects to get NHL caliber good, like NHL caliber players to bring in. Not seeing a trade where we lucked out with a Kubalik on the outs to bring in a Debrinket. It's not going to be a situation like that per se. It's going to be a Johansson to try to bring in, name a player that would immediately make this team better. So that's where I think that we would be looking David at David Posternock once Boston oh goes through their rebuild. Ryan, on October 2nd, uh, Robert Master Simone was released from his PTO by the Maple Leafs. Never mind. So there he's, with, uh, he's with a resounding nobody. Nobody so. uh, has Robert Master Simone right now. Uh, so our next question, uh, and it's going to be three questions, basically, that have all been asked by different people. Is genuine thoughts on Danielson making the team this year or making the opening night roster? And it's going to be, uh, I mean, from Patrick and from burner on twitter it's i don't think it's happening and if it does it's only a nine game tryout hey look peter mrazik's in that that's funny but it's gonna be a nine game tryout if anything i don't think they really want to burn a year of nate danielson's elc now is he good enough to play yes do i want him playing nine minutes a night in detroit or do I want him playing 20 plus minutes a night in the whl dominating and building leadership like that's that's where I'm at in it. And sure, he might get special to, uh, special teams on the second power play unit. Maybe I'm just not ready to say throw this kid in and, and do the Michael Rasmussen treatment just because that's what's necessary because he can't play in the AHL. Someone had also asked, do you think he might you might be able to get him an exemption? That is also a hard thing to do. Uh, it was done with. Uh, Shane Wright, because he had a COVID year, he had special status uh, to play early. Then he also had a COVID year, which was written off completely. So they said, fine, he can go to the AHL. Now, the only wrinkle there is Nate Danielson's played more games than him uh, in the WHL. So I don't I don't think Danielson will make the opening night roster, but could he? Absolutely. I think if you're looking at it from the top down view it's still very much an uphill battle. Like you have to have need a Fabry to be out long-term. And I'm not saying that's who I want to be out I'm just, because he was the most recent guy to have an injury that we know of. That's the type of situation where you have like with Lucas Raymond, like we hit, I think he had a similar um, start to his preseason, his rookie year. And then the Verona stuff kind of happened. And then they're like, Oh, 
there's an opportunity for him to slot in the top six. And he did. And he had a great season, rookie of the year candidate. So I think that's where you'd have to look at it in terms of Danielson making it in, because I don't think he slots in over a Berggren. I don't think he necessarily slots in over Valeno, because right now, arguably, those guys are both in your bottom six. And the way that Danielson's been playing, can he play either way with it and go? What do you know? Berggren assists to Valeno for a one-timer goal. Hey, oh, spoken uh, into it's existence. Still, it's still 0-1 on my TV. Oh, well, Valeno just scored on a beauty from inside oh, there, the there circle. On a great sauce pass through the legs of the defender, beat Mrazek far glove side. What a play by Burgers. What a pass. And what a shot. Valeno would go down to the knee. Beautiful. He just came off from a change, too, so I think Chicago kind of lost him out there. Uh, but anyways, so no, I mean, you have these two making plays like this. Danielson's not going to surpass him right now. So unless there's a big injury, it I think it's a very steep hill to climb or to him to make it. I, would I love him to make it? Yes. Is it going to happen? I really don't think it will, which is it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's no fault of his own. I mean, it just makes more sense for him to play more. It's not yeah. that he has not played well enough to make it. It's just that I think there's more opportunity for him to play if you send him back to junior. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that there's there's a there's an outside shot he makes it. Uh, I guess it would would depend on somebody getting hurt or someone's someone getting waived or something like that to happen. Um, the more likely scenario is he gets he goes back to the the WHL and dominates and builds some uh, leadership, character, all that good stuff. Oh, that's very much there already. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying building more. Um, and then, you know, at, at, you know, then we'll probably see him again this this time next year. And, and at that point, he probably does make the team. This this time next year, we could be talking about a Casper, a Danielson and maybe a Hannes or insert other player at forward potentially making this roster. Carter Mazur. Yeah, that's another one that we Healthy, have to talk yeah. about because of his injury. Yeah. So, oh, it, when it was Brandon that asked about the exemption, I just I would love for it to happen. I just don't think that they'd go for it. Yeah, it seemed more like a thing because of COVID at the time, and that's yeah. where they were letting it, let it slide. Yeah, so our next question is about goalies. We had questions from Red Rogue and Mika Robinson on Twitter about goalies, basically asking, what do you think, uh, who do you think wins the goalie, the backup job, and what happens to the goalie that doesn't become the backup, and how much will that affect Kosa's workload and development in Grand Rapids? I think right now uh, it's it's probably going to be James Reimer. James Reimer's looked really good. Uh, Alex Lyon might be the starter in Grand Rapids as of right now. And Kosa may be the backup. Um, that's uh, I've talked to a couple of people. Uh, the one person says, even though we don't take stock in the pros prospect tournament, that management is not thrilled at performances so far uh, with Kosa. I'm not sure it's going to affect Kosa's development because him and Lethemann 1A1B'd in Grand Rapids are in Toledo last season. Lethemann's on a contract, could go to Grand Rapids. But you're probably looking at a 1A1B with Kosa and probably Alex Lyon in Grand Rapids uh, to start the season. Yeah, I, that's tough. I want to see Lyon out there some more. I thought he's actually played pretty decent up to this point. Reimer has made some very noticeable saves and he's looking like a guy that for his career has had 
all but one season over a 900 save percentage in a season. Last year was the only year he didn't get above it, and it was on one of the worst teams in hockey history at San Jose. So you know exactly what you're getting. Hello, Ben Sherratt, taking out Felino. Um, with James Reimer. Lion, it was kind of a great thing for him to help out with Florida and their push last season. And I don't know. I, I, I don't like Tyler. I think you mentioned earlier, he's probably a guy that get, does get picked up by Tampa. They know they dealt with him. They know what he's close. It was close by last season. They know what they're dealing with. So, and if that's the case, then you make that, that signing. Like here's where it could get interesting with the goaltenders. Like, do you wait in terms of making those roster cuts, especially a goalie to see if Tampa does pick someone up? That way, if you're making a cut in Lion, if he does get picked up, then you sign Hutchinson. Like, do you not cut one or the other? Like, what I mean by sign Hutchinson, you have you got a two-way deal between Grand Rapids and um, Toledo, or not Toledo, Detroit, and then now you've got him as your help with Kosa to learn off of. So, I don't know. I, I think it'll be Reimer overall. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think the one thing that I look for um... – with Reimer, I mean, he's 35 work where Lion is 30. Um, but again, it's kind of a one year, two year kind of situation or actually in Reimer's case, one. it's a one year situation. Yep. So I, I mean, would I rather have it be Lion to be honest with you? Yes. But I don't think Lions played as good as Reimer has. So could you just do a situation and I'm kind of going to steal your thunder a little bit, but um you know, is it a situation where you you say Reimer and Huso are the guys? Um, you send, you put Lion on waivers, and if he gets picked up by Tampa Bay, he gets picked up, and then you pick up Michael Hutchinson and have him and and Kosa be the one A one B in uh, in GR. Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibility there, um, but I think Kosa is going to get a couple more chances during the preseason to kind of show I know I don't think he's been bad that's the thing is just people are like oh Kosa has been very underwhelming I think the two goals that he let in one was a shaky situation in front of the net the other his eyes were taken away I think both of them he had minimal chance to make the save and the rest of the saves that he he made some on point saves during that game so I'm not worried about Kosa again he's 20 years old we need to leave him alone for at least another season before we start throwing the he's a bust around because a lot of people are already doing that and it's not going to help his development. So let's leave, let's leave him alone. Let's let him cook. As the children would say, we're going to let him cook let and Russ see cook. and see if, uh, see what he can do. But I did like the saves that he made in the game he got. And I think you'll get a couple more during preseason here. So our next question is from Adam Kerr. Should the wings be interested in Steven Stamkos if he makes it to market? He could provide solid veteran playoff experience that they need to start making a push. Maybe a three-year deal at a 7.5 AAV. Um, that's high for me for Stammer at his age. Maybe. I mean, again, that crowds your center market again, which you've already got Comfrey, you've already got Cop, you've got Casper trying to come in, and you've got Danielson. Has Stammer not played a lot of wing the last couple of years? I, f- I feel like he has with with Point being... He's played center the whole time. No, it's Point, Kucherov, and Kalorin. Is that's that's what it's been the last couple of years? Is there one line number one? The word is that they would not be sad if he went. 
Uh, that's the word is that the the Tampa Bay Lightning would lose no sleep if they lost Steven Stamkos. Okay, come on down. I'll take him in a heartbeat. I don't care yeah. how old he is at this point. He's only where is he? What's he going to be? He is 30. 34 in February. Okay. Two, three year deal. I don't care. You, he is one of the most prolific goal scorers at center. In but you're not giving him seven and a half million dollars a season. No, I, I don't think Eiserman would either, but he's won multiple Stanley cups. He's an all-star. He's won. What else has he won? Maurice Rossard, two-time trophy winner. He, you don't like, I just look back to the Red Wings of old. Look at the center type of depth that they put on those teams, but they were all studs. And guess what? They played the role they had to play. That's what a Stamkos would do. You can put him in your middle six and you have him be one of the top leaders on this team. Go. Because that's a kind, the kind of guy that even if he's not playing every night can help get you over the hump. But he still played 81 games last season at 84 points. Yeah, and he played 81 games a season before. He's he's historically generally over a point per game player, uh, except for the 34 points in 38 games in 2020-21, where he was out most of the season. I mean, he's played, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five complete seasons in his career. Uh, oh, the 2019-20 season was 57 games. He played that, too. And then and that, last was, that season, was COVID. And then the yeah. 12, 13 year was a uh, lockout. And then that. So this last season, the season before he only missed one game each. So, I mean, when he does get injured, he generally goes down for a while. But I don't think I'm like I said, I don't think I'm giving him seven and a half million, though. He's probably going to command that or more in an open market kind of situation. Being that he would end up being a free agent at what, like thirty four. Yeah, he'd be coming in as a 34-year-old. Yeah, I think if you did anything, maybe a three by five and a half, a three by six. Yeah, I mean, with with a rising cap and as long as you've got a Raymond under a bridge or some, some type of contract and you've got Mo signed to a bridge or contract, that's all, all I would care about because you've got the cap room still to make things happen and the Larkin extension doesn't really hamper you or hinder you, I'm sorry. and Debrinket's contract won't hurt you. So I, I don't think they would have an issue. Now, if you can find someone younger, obviously that's ideal. But I don't think that it would be a situation where you're blocking out, say, because you've got Perron's a free agent going to next year. Sprong's a free agent. Uh, Christian Fisher, those are your UFAs. And then you've got a tender deals to Raz is going to need a new deal. Berggren, Raymond, and Valeno. Evolving hockey, if he were a free agent today, have him at a three-year, $7.6 million cap hit. I think that's high. I think that's, uh, I mean, obviously, Steven Stamkos with the cap going up in a situation where, you know, Tampa's kind of saying goodbye to him or potentially saying goodbye to him. He is a winger, by the way, at this point. He's playing with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov on the first line, so playing left the wing at this and he point. had i think more draws last year year than point i'm looking at the 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 roster right now and then i also looked at the, their last game that they played in the stanley cup playoffs last year and he okay. played on that first line so i mean you might be I'm right. just looking at the last year season stats he had 501 faceoff wins to 430 losses where point had 417 and 405 
I wonder I wonder if it's a situation where on one side of the ice points taking the draws and on the other side of the ice uh Stamkos is taking the draws. Are they both a righty? They're both righties, yeah, correct. But you know, some guys are better on their backhand, some guys better on their forehand trying to win the draw. Either way, regardless of the situation, still a good player, still a good goal scorer. Is he the same guy he once was? No, probably not, but he was never going to be after that leg injury um on that afternoon in boston where he went into the post so but he's still his legs good snap player. in half like a fucking candy cane yeah, exactly and he's still almost ready for the olympics that year which was absolutely insane but yeah i would say absolutely yes anywhere from six and a half to almost like i don't know 6.75 somewhere around there for three years i'd be totally fine with that especially with the cap going up can we talk about the fact that Detroit is doing a, an incredible job, mainly in this period, of getting in the shooting lanes and blocking shots? Blocking shots in preseason, baby. Injuring those knees. Love to see it. Our next question is from Lucas Mountain on Twitter. What roles will the rookie players such as Casper, Mazer, Lombardi, Hannes, and Wallander play in GR this year? Also, if Edvinson and Johan, uh, also if Edvinson and Johansson start in Grand Rapids, could they be the top defensive pairing? Uh, all those guys should have. I mean, they should be the top guys on the team. I mean, you're looking at scoring in Mazer, Labardi, and Hannes, who's also looked good in this preseason. Uh, Cross Hannes has gotten more comfortable as they've gone. Casper is going to provide that physicality and probably be the one C. You're looking at a two C probably of Lombardi. Um, Wallander should be, I would say maybe Wallander Edvinson might be your top defensive pairing simply because if you're going to roll out experience among the lines, you probably are going to put Johansson on line two since this is Wallander's first season in North America. Uh, they've both played right side at some point in their career, even though they're both lefties. So I think those are the guys you're really looking to carry the team because they're the guys that have the most NHL upside going down the stretch. So you're hoping that the the guys you have high hopes for to make the Red Wings one day are going to just go into Grand Rapids and kill it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for all those names that are listed right there, you want them playing in all situations. That, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the D shakes out because are they going to want to have a lefty on the left, a righty on the right, and actually have that balance? Because right now you look at it, they've got Tuomisto as, as a righty. I could see him being up there. Like he hasn't. I don't think he's wowed me with his play, but the shots there, I think offensively he's looked a lot better than he has defensively. He's got a rocket. Yeah. So if you want to, if you're looking for balance in terms of handedness, then I, I think that's where you could see kind of a, an issue potentially, because then you've got what Rafferty and new power as well as your vets on the defense back there. And then you've got your gluttony of left-handed D. So Yes, there will be guys not playing necessarily. And will you see a Wallander and Johansson playing on their offhand? I think that was kind of your your likely suspects there. So it, it'll be interesting. But I mean, as for the forwards, Casper, you want him on your top line, your top power play, your top DK, I think. Mazer, when he gets back healthy, same thing. Lombardi, I think you, you slow him in as your second or third line center try to get him used to everything again, make sure that, I mean, I think he's looked extremely comfortable in terms of face-offs so far to this point. He Hannes also stripped is, Connor Bedard. Yep. Hannes, I think if he's healthy, I mean, you, you've got him out there in all situations. So really, I think best case scenario is you've got these guys learning how to be a complete player, much to what Lalone and his staff is looking for. And if that's the case, especially on the forward front, 
it's all you can ask for. Yeah, I agree 100 percent with all every pretty much everything you said there. And uh, I mean, that's just to say. Also, I think Grand Rapids is going to be a very much improved team this year. God, I, think, I hope so. We thought that last year and got shit on. They got a new coach. They True. had injuries though too. You got to remember that. Yeah, also that's fair. some call ups as well and and stuff like that. So I mean, I think this year they'll be a much better. Obviously, touching net. Sorry, did they switch out? Look like it. Anyway, so, I'm sorry. Did it looks like they did. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, Hutch has a plain white helmet, so it looks plain white. Those are the grossest things in the world, the plain white helmets. <laughs> well, when you don't know when you're going to go, I think that's probably a wise choice. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Casper, Mazer, Lombardi, Hannes, I mean, all those guys are will be in, obviously in Grand Rapids. We'll, we'll see what happens with Edvinson, uh, Johansson, guys like that. But again, like I said, I, I think they're going to be a much improved team, and I think they should be one of the better teams in the AHL if, if everything goes the way that it's supposed to. All right, so for this question, uh, Carter asks, which new free agent slash traded for player will outproduce what we expect? And we're all going to say our answer on the count of three because I feel like we might all have the same answer. So which one will outproduce expectations? And it's only free agents and traded for players. Ready? One. Are we all on not on mute? Okay, ready? One. Are we two. all same? Is first name or last name? Last name. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Sprong. To bring it. To bring it. Do, do you have a five count there, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler forgot what comes after two, <laughs> apparently. No, I got I got distracted by the fact that, that Greg said Sprong. I thought we were all saying to bring it at the same time. I'm like, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, outproduce what we expect. So I guess it depends on what you expect from Alex to bring it. But I think we're expecting I'm expecting like 23 goals from Sprong. But I could see a situation where he gets 25 plus. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's that might be the safe one. He's, I, I don't even want to say it's, it's a safe one. Like if Sprong, like if he is pulling that off or even going 25 plus win all day, that is your best pickup potentially of the offseason because he's not doing that against top scoring or top lines potentially he is the depth guy that every team craves and i hope it doesn't lead to a th situation where that's trade bait i don't think it will because age size and what he can bring to the team are all going to play a factor because he could be here long term but i think i went with the brink it because if how this preseason plays out can be in, in any indication as to what could happen I think the safe bet was a 30-30 year. That might be low for many, sure. I don't I, it's depends on how you want to look at it, but to me the way that he's already clicking with Larkin and what he could potentially do with the power play and help this team scoring, whether it's shooting goals or assists, I think it's not anywhere near out of the question that you've got two guys in Larkin and Debrinkit both hitting a point per game plus this season. And that's going to go help this team go a long way. I agree a hundred percent. I think the Brinkett's, I mean, obviously the obvious choice, another guy that I would just throw in there as well. JT Confer is another guy that I think that is really going to impress a lot of people. All right. Well, I guess that didn't work the way I want it to work. Cause you guys suck. Um, Good housekeeping. Yeah. yeah, that's great. All right. I want to get you guys final thoughts before we sign off. I'm going to start with Tyler. Cause he might not be here for a while. So, Oh, God. Final thoughts are hockey is finally almost back. I think we're one week away exactly from the NHL season uh, kicking off next Tuesday night. 
Um, so looking forward to that, obviously, obviously looking forward to seeing the Red Wings. Was it the Devils, right? That's the first game, first regular yeah, season on the 12th. game at New Jersey. So that'll yep. be interesting. That's an ESPN game, too. Yeah. I mean, finally, you, you see the Red Wings get to play on, on ESPN against a really good marquee opponent that a lot of people are picking to win that Metropolitan Division and potentially even the Stanley Cup. So that'll be interesting to see how they stack up against a team like the Devils. Um, but uh, overall, man, just really glad hockey is just about back and uh, really looking forward to seeing guys like Alex Debrinkit finally make his Detroit Red Wings debut. And um, I'll see you guys in Detroit on Saturday night. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. So, so thrilled at what time you guys fly in, too. That's wonderful. I'm, I won't bother you to get Tim Hortons this time. Yeah, Ryan, okay. Tim Hortons blows. You should never get Tim Hortons. It's fucking Their awful. Coffee does not blow. It is like it is coffee. the worst iced coffee I've ever had. I don't drink iced coffee, only hot yeah, coffee what, here. That's, you drink normal coffee. No, man. Anyways. The, the summer I have to drink iced coffee. I can drink hot coffee in the fucking summer. I wake up every day. So And I drink Black Rifle rifle coffee company anyways i prefer that over anything else at this point do you put cream and sugar in your coffee only minimal you're nope. an animal black, black coffee black buddy. is my goddamn soul ryan final thoughts my final thoughts are after several years in the army of drinking the basically black tar i like to actually enjoy it so that's why i put a little bit of something in there but i can drink it black because it actually has flavor uh other than that though we do have hockey it is friggin' wonderful um Wings are they're giving a valiant effort tonight for having a mostly AHL roster out there and and less. But no, it's I I don't think we're in for too many surprises, but you never know what could happen come next week. And I'm pumped that the next time we do talk, we likely should have a finalized NHL roster. We should see an NHL lineup out there Saturday in their final preseason game. So I think the way that things are going at this point, the team is playing well together, whether or not it's consistent with who their their line mates are there's you can tell that Malone has had their a better off season to really get to know this team for one and prepare them for the season ahead and I, I hope that really starts to pay dividends whether or not it translates to the playoffs is to be seen but you, you gotta be excited and, and happy with the way things are going so uh yeah Tyler I'll see you in a week already around 33 you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. Follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. Go sub to us on YouTube. Uh, turn on the notifications. There'll be a lot more stuff coming out as the season progresses. Uh, we also like to thank the Hockey Podcast Network for hosting us and spreading our podcast around. Give a shout out to Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit jerseys from and worked on. Get them while Adidas is in stock before they switch to the shitty fanatic stuff that's on its way up. Uh, so buy CCMs on uh, Facebook Marketplace. People sell them for stupid cheap, and it's hilarious. Yeah, and you can bring them to Vintage Detroit, and they'll get the work done. Or you think you can also ship them to them, and they'll get the work done as well. If you use the promo code GRINDLINE on Bring Hockey Back, you will get 12% off your order. If it's the same promo code on Howie's Hockey Tape, you get 10% off. You can also check out our merch at redbubble.com by searching The Grindline. But that is going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I'm Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.